You wouldn't be in the room if you weren't qualified to be there. The journey will be tough, but you are 100% capable. Just be yourself and you'll find your tribe. Remember that you aren't the only one who is starting a new journey and a lot of your classmates will be looking to build a support system too. Hey y'all and welcome back to another episode of That Vet Life. Today is a special Q&A episode for you. We are actually going to be pulling these questions from the Ask a Question, Answer a Question series that we've been doing over on Instagram. So all of these questions are going to be coming straight from that feed. Um, and what basically ends up happening is there are veterinarians in the Vetstagram community who jump in and they answer these questions. So you're getting really wide and varied answers from across the veterinary profession. And so I wanted to go through and look at what the common questions that were asked and the answers that were provided here on the episode today. So let's jump into it. All right, so here we are in today's Q&A episode. And like I said in the intro, all of these questions have been asked by you guys over on the Vetstagram community. And all of these answers are actually going to be provided by other veterinarians in the Vetstagram community as well. So in no particular order, I honestly just did a quick scroll through, a quick thrill, a quick scroll through and found the most common questions that were asked and also the ones that had a lot of engagement. So the first one that we're going to look at here comes from someone named Hannah and it says starting vet school this upcoming fall and I'm definitely scared I'm leaving home for the first time as well so this is all new for me any advice to handle the fear and anxiety I've had a lot of people tell me how much it's going to suck and I understand that it's a lot of work I want to jump into this new chapter and enjoy the heck out of it I'm just super duper nervous and a lot of great responses that were seen on this one the first one that was actually posted is from Dr. Marcus de la Cruz. And if you go back through some of the previous episodes of That Vet Life, you will find his friendly voice as the friendly vet. And what he says in response to Hannah is, you wouldn't be in the room if you weren't qualified to be there. The journey will be tough, but you are 100% capable. Just be yourself and you'll find your tribe. Remember that you aren't the only one who is starting a new journey and a lot of your classmates will be looking to build a support system too. Good luck. You will crush it. I think that's a great first response for this. And the truth of the matter is, yeah, you're not going to be the only one who is worried about starting vet school, who's worried about finding your support system. So as long as you go into it with that mindset and realize that the people that you meet, they're in the same boat as you, but also you were all chosen. Like you went through the rigors and roles of applying to vet schools and someone selected you to say, hey, we want to devote our time and energy and efforts into this person to become a veterinarian. So you are rightfully, like, you deserve to be there. Just remember that. And then um, the other responses that we have, one of them is from Dr. Kate Boatwright, who is Write the Boat on Instagram. And she says, you've got this. Will it be hard? Yes. Is it going to suck? I'd say overall, no. Vet school is a time of intense study. It's also a time to explore opportunities in the profession, make new friends, both students and practicing vets, and follow your passion. There will be hard days, but you will get through with the support of your classmates. Don't ever be afraid to ask for help when you need it, and it's okay to miss home. And this is Dr. Boatwright saying, as someone who is also diagnosed with anxiety, don't be afraid to utilize available mental health resources and therapy. It only makes you stronger. 
And Dr. Um, Anna Schozer also adds, taking time for yourself each day can help with mental health so much more than you ever realize. You'll never feel like you've studied enough, so you might as well take 30 minutes out of your day to do something for you that will help you de-stress a bit and take your mind off school. Oh my goodness, yes. That is one that there's actually another question in this where someone was like, oh, how should I be studying? How do you know, like, how do you deal with not knowing all of it? And it's like, well, you just kind of accept that you're never going to know everything. And that is okay. Being able to figure out what your resources are and where you can go and who you can go to to ask questions will kind of be how you get to know as much as you can. But going back to Dr. Schozer's response, essentially, like, you're never going to know enough. Not enough. (laughs) You're going to know enough. You're never not going to know at all. And so just take those like 30 minutes that you need to go for a walk, go get a cup of coffee with a friend, go for a run, go read a book, like do these things that are important to you and your own uh, mental health like that. That'll be such an important aspect. And it kind of goes back to an episode that I recorded not too long ago. But what you do in vet school and how you take care of yourself there is what will help you practice the skills necessary for when you do graduate, when you do end up in the profession. I feel like I'm kind of getting off the track from the initial question, though. So advice to handle the fear and anxiety essentially is yes, like find your tribe of people, figure out what you need to balance your mental health and your stress and really lean into those resources. That will be, again, how you practice taking care of yourself and what you need now in vet school will then translate over to when you are a practicing veterinarian. Okay, so lots of other great responses to this, but I don't want to eat up all your time. So we are going to jump into the next set of questions, which I think I had like three, four, maybe five that were all related to questions surrounding internships, residency, whether to go straight into GP, whether to jump right into an internship and go down the specialist route. Some of these people were first year vet students, others were third or fourth years. So There's definitely a little bit more time to make these kind of decisions if you are in your first year of vet school, whereas if you're in like your third or fourth year, you're kind of having to start to lock something in. Coming from my own personal background, like I went into GP, I thought about going down the internship route, but for me and what I was looking to pursue, GP was just the right route. But also from the fact that like I studied in the UK, which there's a, a slightly different mindset or viewpoint to whether or not you should go internship or GP straight out of vet school. And that mindset is that they actually prefer for students or not students, but for veterinarians who are interested in going the intern route to spend some time first um, getting some experience in GP land. So out in the real world. And then from there, once you've had a little bit more life experience to go down the internship specialist type of route. And I don't think that's necessarily wrong one way or the other. There's definitely pros and cons to both of them. So if you are going into GP first and spending some years there, like you're going to get a lot of life experience. You're going to get to work with a really wide variety of clients who have um, different financial statuses. And then when you go into and just also how to take care of yourself is also a big part of it. So when you go into your internship or you're going down the specialist route, you have those experiences to pull on and you get a little bit more of a wider view. Whereas if you go straight into internship, like you're going to get started to get that um, really gold standard training straight out of the gate. 
Um, you're going to have access to amazing resources and people. And obviously, you'll get ahead of the people who are uh, a little bit ahead of the people who are going to go into internships a little bit later. Now, in the U.S. side of things, there is definitely more of a push to go straight into an internship. Like if you're going to specialize, you might as well do it straight out of vet school is the mindset. And there's pros and cons to that. There's definitely the financial aspect that you have to look into and think about where you're going to take a pay cut if you go down the internship route compared to just going straight into GP. That's not applicable to everybody. Not everybody can do that dependent on their life status. So that's one thing to consider. Also, just looking at the fact that you're kind of stuck in the ivory tower in a way. And maybe this is just my own my own bias just because I went straight into GP. But there's so much to be gained from like the GP world, quite honestly, that you can benefit from in an internship or in a specialist type of route. And it helps you make more informed decisions for your clients, I think. That's one thing also to consider. I had one other thought it just left my mind. So if it comes back, we'll circle back around to it. Uh, that's a problem doing a solo episode. It's just kind of a stream of consciousness here, which I apologize. Also in the background, I am I'm puppy sitting. So right now I in my right hand, I have a handful of treats and I have this big old golden retriever staring down at me. And we're just working on our duration of our stays. And so I'm tossing a handful of treats to him every couple seconds. And occasionally he's pouncing on one and it's making a little bit of extra noise. So apologies if you hear that. But that is real life um, as a podcaster and a veterinarian. So where are we next? So let's see here. Talked a little bit about, oh, yes, thought just came back to me as you're thinking about this. So Dr. Chris Byers brought up a really interesting point that is actually research-based in that they found that the the people who were interested in going into a specialist um, track, the people that, like the longer that you wait from graduation, so the more years that happen between graduation, the less likely people are to actually pursue a specialist track. So if you were to take a poll of people in their fourth year to say, are you interested in really thinking about doing an internship? You'd have a certain, like a a high number of people. And then you check it out two years, five years, seven years, the number of people that are actually still thinking about going into an internship and have gone into an internship um, will dwindle. So that's one thing to consider. And a lot of that is because their life status changes. When you graduate vet school, a lot of us, not everybody, but a lot of us are on the younger-ish side. We don't necessarily have like maybe a family that they're also relying on. Like Again, their, their life status is just different. And then as you go farther and farther from graduation, like you're at that point where you're like, hey, I want to be able to buy a house. Hey, I have this family that I'm now caring for. Hey, I have this other life situation happening. And taking A, that pay cut for internship is just not necessarily in the books anymore or other things are changing. So it is something that if you are looking at doing an internship or specializing, like there's a ton of value in doing that. I do not want to stop you from doing that if that is where you want to go. But I think it's really valuable to talk to the people who have gone down that road. Talk to the people who have waited two years and then gone down that road. Talk about the financial aspect. Talk about the work-life symbiosis aspect. Talk about the impact that it would have on your family if that's also in your books. So just really have like an intentional conversation surrounding it because the better that you are aware of the different things that could come up, 
the better prepared that you will be to face them and just um, have a better fulfillment out of the track that you do go down. Okay. So, and again, there were like four or five questions that were all related to that. And so Dr. Um, Chris Byers chimed in with that one um, bit and then also looking up, oh, let's see here. In talking with the the one student that actually was looking at being, well, was going into their first year of vet school and they were looking to specialize, like they still have some time. And so a couple of people chimed in saying, at this point in your career, you don't have to lock it in to say, I'm definitely going to specialize. Like, go in with like an open book. You can always change in the next four years of your studies. But in those four years, like maybe you do want to, like you want to spend some time doing externships that allow you to um, be in a specialist clinic, like really see what their lifestyle is like, really ask them the hard questions. That would be one of the best ways to figure out through your vet school career if you want to specialize and what you want to specialize in. Because as you know, there is the veterinary profession is very, very wide and there's a lot of opportunities around. So utilize those externships to make smart choices as to whether or not you want to specialize. Now, just before we get on with the show, a quick word from our sponsor, which is the Thrive community from us here at VetX. If you're struggling with managing time, feeling like you're an imposter or burning out, then you need to make a change. The good news is you are not broken. You're not a bad fit for the profession. Much more likely you are missing some super important foundational skills no one is teaching at university. Skills that you will learn as part of our VetX community. The Thrive Community is a race-accredited professional skills course where members receive training, toolkits, and one-to-one coaching to develop these skills. So join hundreds of other vets who've changed their careers for the better as a Thrive member. To learn more and find out if the class is a good fit for you, visit vetxinternational.com today. Now back to the show. So I hope you enjoyed part one. Now we're going to get back to part two of that Vet Life podcast. Over to you, Mo. In following with the externship track, there were actually a fair number of questions about how do you find a good externship. And so let me just scroll to that particular question. Here we go. This one is like a three-part question. And it says, how do you find a job that has good mentorship? How do you know if it will be good mentorship? And how do you even start to look? This person is a rising third year. They are kind of wondering if they're stressing about this too much. It says, I'm a rising third year and a planner, so I may be stressing over this too early. And I love what Dr. Gary Marshall said here. He says, it's not too early, but really no need to stress. (laughs) You're already doing it. Reach out, build relationships. While in clinics, watch the interactions that exist. Every clinic will add a little to the list of things you like and don't like. And even with all of that, it may not turn out like you expected, and you may need to pivot and try again. That's okay, too. And following off of that, Dr. Addie Reinhardt had a beautiful response, and she says, it's super normal to feel stressed about finding the right job out of school. Be sure to ask lots of questions during the interview process. And then she gives like a list of questions, which you should definitely write these down. If (laughs) you can like go and replay this a couple times to get them all, but also just go and check out MentorVet. Lots of good resources there. So some of those questions that you should be asking in not just your interview, but in an externship to figure out about mentorship is, 
Who will be my mentor? How often will we have check-in sessions? What will my first week, month, year look like? What kind of support and resources are available to your new grads here? So lots of good questions that are in there. And so I'm going to circle back to that original question. So that first one, what the question asker was asking, is like, how do you find a job that has good mentorship? So that first thing is how do you, like you have to actually define what mentorship is in order to find good mentorship. So there isn't a perfect stock answer as to what is mentorship. Like that is very unique to what you need as an individual. But then it also has to match what your mentor thinks mentorship should be. So you have to align on that because you can both have beautiful definitions of mentorship. It's not that one is good or bad. It's just that they're different. But if you don't align on them, you're not going to have a good mentorship relationship nor a good mentorship experience. So A, be able to define what mentorship is for you, what you need out of it. Some of those questions that Addie put are going to be really helpful when figuring out what your mentorship needs to look like for you, but then also what your mentor is able to provide. So how do you know if it will be good mentorship? Well, if you both align on that mentorship, or at least that idea of mentorship, that's step one. So if you align on it, fantastic. Next, you just need to be able to figure out, okay, can they put their words into action? Figure out if you can do an externship with them before you actually decide if you want to do a proper interview or actually apply for the job. Like actually make them work for it a little bit here. So um, make sure that they align on the mentorship, do an externship with them. And also if they find out if they've had a new grad before, if they have, then find out if you can talk to them about their experience to make sure that what was actually said actually holds true. That would be a really beneficial place. So then the last little bit of that question is, how do you even know where to look for mentorship? And this one's a little bit harder because, again, it really comes down to what you need out of your mentorship. But one of the easiest ways is word of mouth. So if you currently have a mentor, say like a, a vet school mentor or other, then you can ask them if they know anybody that would be a good fit for them as a job mentor. So actually in the clinic. And then also talk to your friends who have done externships at other clinics that you're looking into. If they had a good experience, if they enjoyed the mentors that were around them, that would be a really good way to figure out if that's a place that you want to apply and if you want to pursue it further. All right, so let's look at another question here. Like I said, I'm scrolling through here. There's a ton that we're just asking about internships and residencies. So I definitely want you guys to go and look at this little stream of questions if you want to find out more. And then also, like, if you're looking for a mentor, the Vetstagram community is a fantastic place. I will be honest. You can find so many veterinarians that want to see you succeed. They want to help with the questions that you have. And so go and reach out to some of the vets that are answering these questions if you're trying to find a mentor. Okay, and we are going to end today's episode with one last question. And I feel this actually applies to pretty much all you guys as students, um, even though this person, they're starting their first day as a veterinarian um, the week that we posted this. And they're like, any advice for the first day, week, month jitters? Oh, my goodness. That brings back good memories for me from when I first started out as a veterinarian. And it feels like forever ago, but it was only a few short years ago. Some great responses here. So I'm just going to kind of read through them. B 
being that the first thing to say is congratulations. And so Dr. Christine Staten, 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 apologies if I'm getting that wrong, but she says, you know way more than you think you do. Be confident and honest with your team and your clients. And that honestly goes so far, building that trust level of being able to say, hey, like, there's a lot that you guys know. Like, as you, when you graduate, you are an absolute sponge. You know so much information. And granted, there's going to be things that you just don't know how to put all the pieces together. And that is okay to say to a client. You can say, you know what? I'm not entirely sure, but I'm going to go do some research or I'm going to go ask another veterinarian um, to get their input. And honestly, they will be like, oh my gosh, my pet is so special that you want to do extra work to figure it out. So just be honest with them. Be honest with your team. Really lean into them. Those vet nurses and vet techs are going to be an absolute gold mine for basically providing you with the confidence that you need. I can't tell you the number of times that, that the nurses and techs that I work with have caught me when I've fallen just in every single day as a veterinarian. All right, and so then the next thing that we have that someone said was, being a new grad has as many advantages as disadvantages, just like any other stage. Some clients will love seeing the new vet, especially when they see your energy and enthusiasm. So that was one that I, I definitely was worried about because I was I'm young, I was a female, and granted, everyone at my practice, they knew the senior vet and the, the older gentleman. And so when they see this young person come in, they're like, hmm, does she really know what she's talking about? And so that's where that honesty comes in. And honestly, just like being yourself and being confident in your decisions, even when you don't know something, being confident in that as well. And that will kind of give you those extra level of trust with those clients that are a little bit unsure. But again, just be confident in yourself. All right. So next one is congratulations again. Remember, you are just starting out and you don't need to be as fast as seasoned vets. You don't need to know everything. So don't compare yourself to others. Have good resources to look things up as needed. And that is such a huge one. I know, especially in the surgery land of things, you're always worried that, oh my goodness, my spay isn't going to be as fast as the other veterinarian. I can't seem to get all of my appointments done. And that is okay. That is the stage of life that you are in. No one expects you to be as good as a 30-year, well-seasoned veterinarian. So don't put that stress on you. Just accept it day by day. And honestly, after three days, three weeks, three months, you'll suddenly be like, oh my goodness, I am able to get my records done. I'm able to get through that, that spay a little bit faster, a little bit more confident. And so it comes with time. Don't worry about it too much. All right, next one says, of course, yay, congrats. (laughs) I feel like that's everybody. They're like, this is a huge congratulations starting work, and it is. So you will be fabulous, my dear. My best advice is it's okay to be nervous, and it is a big deal. Embrace it, though. It's exciting. Don't be afraid to ask for help. I think you'll be surprised that most people would rather you did. Also, rely on your techs and assistants as they are a godsend. Yes, they are. (laughs) You are going to be amazing. And then we have two more here. One of them is from Dr. Chris Byers. He says, breathe. Be a sponge. Don't be afraid to ask peers for help. Be confident enough to say, I don't know, but here's my plan to figure it out. I feel like that's a great way to kind of end it there. Okay, so that actually wraps up today's episode of a Q&A session. And thank you for bearing with me as I'm still throwing treats to this puppy behind me, who's been doing very good-ish, I mean, for a puppy. And this has been a somewhat long episode for him to hang out. So I really encourage you guys to go and check out that post. Um, ask more questions in this. We'll be doing more in this series. So if you're like, hey, I wanted my question answered, 
go ahead and post it next time. And there will definitely be mentors from the Vetstagram community who will be willing to chime in. So otherwise, um, you can always reach out on Instagram, always find more mentors that way. Check out the VEDEX International Thrive Network. That's another great place to find some mentors for you. But otherwise, until next time, y'all, see ya. And that's a wrap on today's episode of That Vet Life Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us today. Now, before you go, I have a quick request. Now, podcasts and communities, they grow the best and they grow the biggest when the members spread the word. So if you know someone who you think needs to hear this episode, or if you found value in this episode and want to share it, go ahead and share this with your friends. And also, don't forget to head over to vedexinternational.com and enroll in the VEDEX community for free to get access to a bonus version of this show. You'll also get some free swag and many, many other amazing benefits. Also, leaving a review of the show on iTunes would be greatly appreciated because, again, it just helps get the word out. But until next time, y'all, I hope you enjoyed this episode of That Bet Life.